Yeah, I'm aware of Bovril. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Weird Thing About That, where me and my fellow players are given a subject matter and have to find the weirdest, cruelest or funniest story on that subject. Players' stories will be scored by a head judge and the winner will be revealed at the end of the episode. I'm Chris and joining me today, looking a bit more hairy under the full moon, it's Chucky. Yo! And still starving even after eating two cows, Joe. Hello! And joining us once again in the judging seat, our very special guest, it's Aaron from the Z1 Podcast. Thank you. Uh, Please be back. It's been ages. <laughs> Thanks for coming back on. You say kayfabe, Deb. <laughs> Aaron, if we can please have today's subject and how it will be scored, please. Today's subject is monsters, and we'll scale it on the automatic rate from the uh, Welsh rockers, famous for that, uh, what's coming over the hill? Is it a monster? Well, what's coming over the hill? Your Yours might be a mound, a knoll, a hump, a fell, or a mountain. <laughs> Who knows? Very good. And who's going first? Chucky. All right. As a child, you were probably worried about three things. The Bermuda Triangle, dying in quicksand, and the monster that lives under your bed. I called mine Steve. Of course, as you grew up, you realise that you're incredibly unlikely to ever fall into quicksand, and the Bermuda Triangle is nothing more than a stormy triangle with a fantastic PR team. But that lingering dread you feel about the unknown never goes away, and can be easily exploited by unscrupulous types for their own gain and agendas. In the late 70s, D&D was to blame for promoting devil worship and human sacrifice despite it being nerds rolling dice, protecting their virginities. You're known as scary. In the 80s and early 90s, VHS tapes and car boot distributors exposed impressionable minds to ludicrous violence that nowadays would be considered a bit cartoonish. What was a source of moral outrage and won't somebody please think of the children? Pearl clutching. Similar to the video games and music of the 90s, which led to the goddamn parental advisory sticker, which if anything had the exact opposite of the intended effect, making the sweary music and Mortal Kombat fatalities all that more tantalising. I guess the moral panic sort of died down after this, with parents thinking their child lived it a safe and monster-free experience, thanks to their hard work removing threats that only they could see. That, of course, was a bliss only afforded until 2018, when Momo would rear its ugly head. Momo is a monster so foul that if it were to contact you, you would have no choice other than to complete its heinous tasks. Otherwise, you would have to pay with your life, bit bit because the beast would kindly, or not so kindly, ask you to end your life. Momo shot up to fame in 2018, and then experienced a secondary blip of popularity in 2019, when media mogul and all-around good guy, Kim Kardashian, asked YouTube to remove Momo videos from the platform. Now, of course, the real monsters are the people behind this campaign of fear. They specifically targeted children. In fact, they took advantage of the lax parenting style that's become prevalent now, whereby a YouTube playlist of Peppa Pig will be loaded up and a young child will be given the magical rectangle of silence. What these cunts were doing was making fake Peppa Pig videos that would cut after 4-5 to five minutes to Momo telling their kids to drink bleach or kill themselves. Unattentive and attentive parents would be caught out by this leading to widespread terror. Now, there's no parental advisory sticker extensive enough for the internet, but I think that as long as there is a way to anonymously interact with people, there will always be monsters and cunts. <laughs> Completely forgot about that guy. 
Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Momo. Jeez. I, I was at work when that dropped. And I, I was working with a guy called Mohammed, and he, he was really quite a, a sort of uptight guy. And I, I'd spent ages working on him, like saying, oh, you know, can I call you Mo? He's like, oh, I don't really like that. And we kind of settled on Momo. And then like a week later... It's not better. Yeah. Mo, well, it's not better than Mo. Well, he, he seemed to be indifferent about it. And then like a week later, these videos come out telling kids to kill people. And it's like, oh. And it was him all along. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, well, it could be. Can I call you Mo? No, Mo. Momo? No. Mo Momo? No. Oh, fine. <laughs> I think it was Mo. Poking no. him, Momo? singing no, off no. key to them. Me bow my man. This, this, this is just one of those like weird things that people latched onto. I, I never saw evidence one of this at all. No. no. I remember seeing the weird face, but only because I'd heard. Yeah, the, the face talk is about terrifying. Momo. Yeah, but it's a sculpture, isn't it? Yeah, weird. It's like a Japanese sculptor that it is um, like a mannequin's head mixed with a like an eagle's body or something. Penguin's I just, body. I just saw the head. I didn't see the rest of the body. Yeah, it had sort of like a sort of birdish body with claws. I think I might be misremembering. Eyes of a swan. <laughs> the eyes were pretty freaky, like pink. Yeah, it had the cold, dead eyes of uh, like some sort of bird of prey so yeah whilst we were researching it that there was a lot of like hustle and bustle about it but not a lot of actual recorded cases of people doing anything the video states there was one 12 year old girl who apparently killed herself but it's it's hard to really say is that related to did it happen in a town over and you wouldn't know her it it, it feels feels very much oh you know Mavis Mavis's son her friend did it It, 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 mm, you you get that so often as well don't you it, it was yeah. the fucking Daily Mail and all them sort of ball bags, weren't it? It was like, oh, this is... Uh, oh, it was no, fucking I, raging I said, boner for shit like that, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I said I never saw any... Even on the internet, I never saw any of this. I mean, I don't watch Peppa Pig videos. So it probably wasn't targeting me, but... That that's a, a worn out meme as well, like doing the, the whole Peppa Pig into something that's not quite Peppa Pig as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's quite a lot of those. There yeah, but that is the... Uh, not to sound like a, an old man, but it is just, uh, it is quite dodgy letting your kids watch it because you don't know who anyone can put stuff on there and put it in a kids channel and they will watch it it's not like a regulated thing on telly like you know your wholesome blueies and the actual pepper pig but it's literally anyone uploading it to a kids channel and any kid can watch it it's a little yeah, bit on the moral gray side i don't, I don't know well but, they've got rid of cbb's now so thanks a lot for that thatcher <laughs> <laughs> Was that because of Momo? Did it suddenly uh, get into the tweenies or something? No. Well, Savile was on the tweenies, so we won't <laughs> talk about that. Um, <laughs> quickly shelves that episode, didn't it? <laughs> no, it's like I said, I, I, I remember I remember in the, the 90s, the uh, parental advisory shit, and I bought albums that were absolute dog mess because it had a parental advisory. Just because like, it yeah, had it on it, yeah. Going to be swearing on there and stuff. And, and I remember, you know, getting fourth generation bootlegs of Driller Killer, where it may as well have been Lego <laughs> doing it like it was that blurry and shite. <laughs> yeah, but it was ah, oh, it was it was video nasties, wasn't it? That was the, that was gonna that was gonna morally corrupt our country. Yeah, yeah. but it wasn't as heavily enforced in shops because I remember as a kid buying a copy of Goldeneye on the N64, which is I'm pretty sure an 18 rated thing, and I must have been about wow. yeah, probably yeah. One of the only 18 rated N64 games ever had blood in it, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but, but then I just I bought it when I was about blood. ten yeah. years old. I walked into the shop, bought it at ten years old, walked out, no one said a thing. It wasn't as heavily uh, enforced ah, as it is now. Video shop near me wouldn't let it. me hire the Fisher King. I were at fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Robin Williams. 
That's twice I've mentioned him. <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a, a, I think I might have mentioned this before, but I've seen a screenshot of that Momo thing. And at the start, it sounds quite mystical. It's like, oh, um, it's, it's quite horrific. Like, um, I'm going to steal your soul and all this if you don't do this. And if you see the picture who's talking to you and seeing these messages, you can almost get lost in the sort of mysticism horror of it. And then when people were sort of replying, well, no, I ain't going to drink bleach. And they started like, well, go on, you dickhead, fucking do it. And it's like instantly it shatters that illusion of talking to this demon monster. And you just know instantly it's just some chav on the other end of it, yeah. just being a knobhead. Can't and it just world. Yeah, it shatters the illusion. And then, yeah. I think if you, uh, if you stood behind the actress Shelley Duvall and pulled her skin back really tight, I think that's what Momo <laughs> kind of looks well, like. Yeah, that's a, that's a good, good definition. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going next? Oh, let's, uh, Chris. Say the word monster to a young person nowadays, and it will likely spring to mind the image of a bright wicker wood can of teeth-dissolving energy drink. Favoured by teenagers and mentally slow adults who drive around in souped-up conversics and punch holes in drywall. Apart from Goosebumps books, maybe the most prominent image that sprang to my mind as a child when someone mentioned the word monster was the Loch Ness Monster, or Nessie, as we affectionately know her. Nessie is the much-loved, famously elusive sea serpent that resides, obviously, in Scotland's Loch Ness, and is the subject of many a blurry distant photo taken apparently by a Game Boy Advance camera attachment. The first report of Nessie in a newspaper was way back in 1933, but this is not the first recorded sighting of the charming cryptid. In fact, the first sighting we have on record dates way back to the year 564 AD, when a visiting Irish priest called St Columba claimed that the water beast tried to eat his servant while out on the loch. Fortunate that Columba was a man of the faith, and as he reportedly used his godly influence to compel the creature to stop attacking. The Scottish Nessie is not the only marine dwelling mystery the UK has to offer, as apparently there's also a very similar sighted creature down at the other end of the country in Cornwall. Slivering its way through the water, what has been dubbed as Cornish Nessie has terrified dozens of people who claim to have seen it. The mysterious sea serpent, described as dark skin with humps on his back, has been named by locals as Morgawa, Cornish for sea giant, and apparently lives in the water of Falmouth Bay. Sightings can be traced back about 140 years when a long neck beast was allegedly caught by fishermen in Gerrans Bay. However, it has yet to reach the dizzying heights of fame as its Scottish cousin has. Now, being honest, there's not a great deal more I can tell you about Nessie that most of us don't already know. However, a strange news article did come up when I was doing some Googling on Nessie that I'd like to share. I'll read the headline. No, the Loch Ness Monster isn't just a whale penis, Professor says. As it turns out, pictures have recently started to circulate of whales on their backs in the water, with their erect penises sticking out above the waves. The erect penises of whales, for those who don't know, very much resemble long, curving, thrashing serpents. Put side by side with the famous pictures of Nessie sticking her head out of the water, and the similarities are quite striking. In fact, comparing those new images to a lot of old sailors' reports of seeing monsters at sea, it becomes quite apparent that our scared seamen were not actually seeing the writhing tentacles of a kraken, but more likely just witnessing a passing whale showing off its manhood. Which leaves us with the question, Nessie, fact, fiction, or whale schlong? You decide. Why not all?
That was not one of my proudest Google searches, but a whale <laughs> penis does look incredibly like the silhouette of Nessie that you see. Right? Yeah. It has that sort of curved neck, like a, a sort of Diplodocus neck um, sticking out. <laughs> like you, I'm seeing. Oh, Nessie, what happened? Oh, I'm joining in. I'm joining in. And what's Cornish for wow penis? <laughs> I probably pronounced that wrong as well, whatever the Cornish word was, but that's just my thing. I, I never heard of the Cornish Nessie. Uh, and admittedly, 12 people seeing it isn't going to get very far in terms of, you know, popularity. No, it's just another tourist board thing, isn't it? See the famous Cornish sea giant. Couldn't even seen think of by, a good yeah. name for it. They just called no. it, uh, no, the Cornish Nessie. Yeah, that'll fucking do. Get a, get a fridge magnet made, right? Come on. <laughs> when was the first sighting of Nessie? Uh, the first report of someone being attacked by a sea monster on the rock was in uh, 564 AD by St. Columba. I mean, credible, credible, credible source. <laughs> the man's a priest. He wouldn't lie. <laughs> no. About being attacked by a penis. <laughs> oh, I, fe- I fell in a lock and a penis rubbed on me. Yeah, all right, mate. Yeah, yeah priest goes out into a lock, comes back covered in semen. Uh, it was whales. I mean, if it, I, oh, this is taking a turn. The power of Christ <laughs> compelled him. Stop it. I don't know, but this is this is a thing. Every culture around the world has its own sea of lake monster. Like, yeah. I know Canada has one in Ogopogo, which is nonsense because it's <laughs> named after a song from like the 1920s. They drink they, it in the bogo. They retconned his name afterwards. <laughs> and you're like, Meh. I know that like America has some in, in one of the Great Lakes. Let's say Lake Erie, because that fits best with the ongoing theme of it. But all of them have these these things. And it is it yeah. not just it's basically telling tales. kids, yeah, don't, don't go near the water because Umbongo will get you. And yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's one in Japan of because because of course there is. I think it was called the Ushi Oni, which is like a um, sort of water ox that just steals children and drags them into the water. Um yeah, like I said, there's kelpies. Um what's the other one? could just put a sign up though, right? Yeah, don't go in the water. Just don't go in the water. Just put a fence up, say private yeah. land. Because yeah. drowning is bad enough. It's not a good way to go, is it? Right. You think that'd be enough just to say, you don't, doesn't need to be a monster. Just say, don't go in the water because you'll fucking die. Yeah, but At kids will be kids time. in it. Like. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if you did see uh, a whale's periscope and you mistook it for like <laughs> a kind of monster, then you, know, you, you can see it going quite a long way. I mean, I wouldn't be able to just, if I saw like the silhouette of a whale dong, I, I, I don't think I'd be able to go, you know, let's, let's just pair it back logically. Maybe, just maybe, it's a whale in there having a bit of a fun time. You know, like, I, like I, it, uh, I like how we changed the subject. It's the first thing you've said in a few minutes is straight back a whale song. So I know you're just sat there on the computer still he's, staring. He's still got the screen open. <laughs> yeah. I can't close it. This is captivating me in a way that I've never been captivated before. Stop this making is... gifts out of them. He's got all pop-ups now. <laughs> I'm going to make an NFT out of whale penis. Put googly <laughs> eyes on and make, you'll make a fortune, yeah. Are you seeing a picture of the man standing there holding one? They, a whale penis? Yeah. I've actually seen one in person. I went to the, um, the penis, penis museum in Iceland. <laughs> And uh, it's, it's sizable. It's definitely sizable. Two that's, rooms. Yeah. That's the biggest penis I've ever seen, she said. And that's why I said, and that's why I brought you to the penis museum where <laughs> tickets cost £500. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Loch Ness does have a sea inlet, doesn't it? It has a bit that if it floods, uh, you can it? get access to it, I think. I don't know. Mm. I've been there, but. 
it, it, Scotland, it's like a great hill and a rainy, you know, it's... Ugh. I feel like if we wanted answers in this day and age, we could probably crowdfund a Nessie Discovery team. No, we're buying to... a soda stream. <laughs> After the soda stream. <laughs> if that well goes penis. well, we'll reinvest it into uh, penis hunters. <laughs> oh, team Where penis we, team we go around, around the world proving that um, cryptids are just animals knobs from a distance <laughs> <laughs> finally yeah <laughs> prove this that is, age old this is what Steve Irwin died he died so we could run yeah <laughs> if Dave can pick that up if they don't Sky will <laughs> <laughs> the history channel will have it they'll have anything oh they'll have any old toss yeah fucking oh. I watched something, it was supposed to be like, there's treasure on this island, and it was all these lads digging, and like they'd done all this seismic thing. And it was like, episode four, season six, and if you've not found it by now, like, pack it in, lads, isn't it? Absolute <laughs> waste of time. Or maybe the treasure is the friends they made along the way. Could be. Bigfoot or gorilla dick? <laughs> <laughs> Gorillas have famously small penises. It could be really close yeah. up. <laughs> the one that fucked me, dude. <laughs> isn't that isn't that the best telling joke of the nine of the nineteen twenties? Did you hear about the monkey that escaped from the zoo? And uh, then it's monkey. No, because it's smart. And then it just beats it. I can't remember the full <laughs> joke. But... It was a written down joke, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was good. It was. It, it was ended fun. on it ended on brackets of muffled sounds of gorilla violence. <laughs> yes, that was it. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Oh. Uh, do we have anyone left? Yo. Yep. Yo, we have Joe. We all probably have a favourite monster, if we're being honest. Maybe you're a fan of Bigfoot's resilience, the chupacabra's reticence to be seen, or you just love the bangingly toned buttocks of the Mothman. Who wouldn't? But for me and my beloved monster, we have to travel back to my third favourite era, the Victorian one, and the smoggy Todd Riddle streets of that there London. Now, imagine if you can, you're a young lady wending your way through the streets after being at a tea party or buying some fancy lace to make a hat out of. Running late and fearing being beaten violently by your husband for such wanton disrespect, you decide to take a shortcut through an alley. But with it being Victorian London, it's all an alley. As you scurry along, a tall figure in a cloak approaches and grabs at your arm, raking and tearing the material and doing quite a bad scratch on your alabaster lady flesh. You look on in horror into a face unlike anything you have ever seen before until you invariably faint being a woman and you see this same demon leaping over houses and laughing like a right wrongen. Congratulations! You've just had one of the few recorded altercations with the legendary lady botherer Spring-Heeled Jack, who, despite being a massive misogynist, has the coolest name ever and could carry off wearing a top hat not nobody else can. There were only a few recorded incidents of interactions with Springheel Jack, all within a fairly close time frame of each other, but the description remained fairly consistent, that of a terrifying and frightful appearance, with diabolical countenance, clawed hands, and eyes that resembled red balls of fire. One report claimed that underneath a black cloak, he wore a helmet and a tight-fitting white garment like an oilskin that fishermen would wear. Many stories also mention a devil-like aspect. Others, that he was tall and thin, with the appearance of a refined gentleman. Several reports mentioned that he could breathe out blue and white flames, and he wore these sharp metallic claws on his fingertips. 
at least two people who handed in reports claimed that he was able to speak comprehensible English. Police never found or arrested anyone in relation to Boingy Boy Jack, and historically, he's attributed to some kind of mass hysteria, like the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. But I personally believe that it was Henry Beresford, the third Marquis of Waterford, who, like all our favourite lads here, was a drunkard, a womanizer, and a massive, massive knobhead who had a penchant for jumping out on people, according to close friends at the time. There is also a more believable theory that it was the people's fear of the rapid industrialization of the towns due to the Industrial Revolution, the flaming breath representing the steel furnaces that never slept and the metal hands of the machines that had replaced these skilled workers. But like Jack the Ripper and whatever happened to Harold Bishop when he disappeared for that time, some things remain better as a mystery. My lady, who attacked you? Capitalism! <laughs> <laughs> but, they, but that was the thing, it, was that it brought people from outside of towns into towns and they had this sort of, yeah, collective... I mean, the, 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 the Phantom Gasser of Mattoon is a tremendous yeah, what, story. Yeah, go back to that. What is that one? The... Oh, it was uh, Mattoon, I want to say, in like Illinois in America in, I don't know, sometime, 1920s, we'll say. I can't remember, man. But people thought that there was this man going around, like, blocking off windows and <laughs> gassing people into unconsciousness. Oh. Loads of this stuff was reported. <clears throat> there was no evidence of any of it. And people were reporting stuff that it was like someone had left nail polish open. But they thought that was this <laughs> this, this 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 guy poisoned. And it, it, it was like this collective man. Like the like there was a uh, the, the, some nuns in France in like the 1700s who all like started singing like all at the same time and it, it's just like a shared psychosis. It went away <laughs> in time, but it, it's it's a it's a weird thing that the brain does. I'd like to believe that Springfield Jack was a real person who was just fucking mental. Right? Was it not just like a one of them oldie circuses in town at the time? And oh, he just had like a guy that was really good at parkour. Well, he could. That's the thing is that apparently he could <laughs> he, he he could leap a, a nine foot wall in a single bound, which is pretty high, isn't that, it? Like, and that's almost well, yeah. believable. If he had like some sort of springy heels. It just sounds like you know Batman was a rich dude and he ended up fighting crime, but it could have easily gone the other way, right? And maybe that's what happened in the case of Springheel Jack. Well, that's what the theory is with the Marquis was that he had problems with the police and he had problems with women folk. I don't know whether he was killing animals and drinking their blood. I don't think it was that kind of problem, but um, <coughs> yeah, he, he it, it could have been him. It's It probably because... was someone rich because an average sort of pauper in London at the time probably couldn't afford all the pyrotechnics with the glowing eyes and the breathing fire and stuff just Pirate. to walk around. Pyrotechnics. Yeah. Pyrotechnics. <laughs> <laughs> But again, none of this may have happened. Like the, the, the two best recorded examples of it are from a, a lady who claimed there was a knock on her door. She answered it and a policeman was there uh, and he said, go and get a light. We've caught Springheel Jack. She went <clears> to <throat> get a light, came back and he whipped this coat off and was like, hey, it's me. And then like, <laughs> like tried to attack her, got scared and boinged <laughs> off. Like, so... It's... I like to think he was just stood outside for two or three minutes and she's trying to find a light like, oh, the payoff is going <laughs> to be on. <laughs> The bonus got down now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing left to do but boing away. Uh, one of the things he said that uh, the touch of his body, of his hand was cold and clammy like the grave. So there's a theory that he was some sort of supernatural oh, being. touching Ooh. graves? To no, like, like, oh, like, a, like a dead body, like a cadaver. Sorry. No, it's oh. just Victorians being in traumatic the as always. Yes. 
Uh, but I mean, I'd, I'd like to believe it is a, a real thing. He, he spread up further as well. There's been sightings of him in Birmingham uh, and stuff later on over the years. And there's also a thing, I believe, in, I want to say, Devon. One Christmas morning, they found individual sort of cloven hoof prints. Oh, God, no. Oh, and so the only obvious conclusion... <clears throat> was spring Jack, yeah. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, boss, you know, not, this, this paper's not going to write itself. We don't have a story. I Give mean, us five minutes. It was Christmas Day, and you said, just because spring Jack didn't bring you anything, there's no reason to try and ruin it for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Left you a you're bundle in... of sticks with a dog yeah, plop in the middle. You're in Devon. It's pretty rural. His horse I'm sure about it was everywhere. Devon. I mean, I may not be 100% right on the facts of that, but yeah, there was these, these, these footprints that went for ages and like leapt over walls and stuff. And it could have just been. Have you seen goats though? About. They're pretty good at jumping. Yeah, but they would be in, they wouldn't, there'd be four prints, wouldn't they? They, they well, don't the... walk in their own footprints. Oh, like cats. Yeah. yeah. Cats are very clever. Cats, cats are very conscious of a uh, very conscious of wine landmines. Cats' back legs remember where their front legs were, so they always saw in the same in the same bit without having to look. I found it looks out like a little day. tiny gentleman's been running. <laughs> yeah. Wearing a little top hat. Hello, good day. Yeah, but that's that's the story of Spring Hill. It's, it's much more fun than Jack the Ripper because he didn't kill anyone. He just molested him a bit. Yeah. <laughs> just got a bit handsy. Well, apparently he tried to kiss one of them and she rebuffed him and then he blew fire in her face. <laughs> I'm a, yeah. Fucking hell. I'm a nice guy. This is a very, yeah, yeah. a very nice guy <laughs> move. <laughs> Aaron, if we can please have today's scores, please. Okay, so uh, we are going to have What's That Coming Over the Mound for Chris's Nessie. Uh, What's That Coming Over the Hump for Joe's Springhill Jack. And I think What's Coming Over the Hill uh, goes to Chucky's Momo, so he's the winner. Anything that can shit up parents and bear in mind I am one uh, for a while, even if it's five seconds of internet fame, is all good with me. You can follow us on Twitter at We're Thing Pod and make sure to check out Aaron's podcast, the uh, Z1 podcast as well. It's uh, good fun, zombie-themed, bingeable episodes. Great. Check it out. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next episode. Weird thing about that. You know, if you're held captive in your own kitchen, you just go, oh, well, can I just make at least a fizzy drink for myself?